in the last episode that I released, I mentioned that we had done a recording last week, but somehow an audio setting that has never been flipped in the nine and a half years of this show got accidentally flipped. And the sampling rate of our recording was dropped from where it usually is, which is a pretty high quality, down to this really terrible AM radio level of recording. And so there's a part of me that was thinking about, well, maybe I'll just drop this and not release it, or we'll recut it or something like that. But I'm going to go ahead and release it for two reasons. One, I think the topic that we talked about is a really good one. I think it was great conversation. And secondly, while the audio quality is really low, you can still understand what we're saying. All right, so with that little bit of disclaimer given, if this bugs you, I apologize for that. It's nothing I can really do about it. But in future episodes, obviously, we'll be back to our regular quality. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoy this one. Welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. My name is John. This is Julia. My name is Chad. I'm in the wrong chair. Oh. That's why everything is all mixed up. You're normally sitting here. I know. Everything's all there. I should have treated you. I'm sorry. I normally sit by the warm thing. No, everything's all mixed up. Why are you pointing at... Oh. I'm pointing at the... The warm thing. The register? (laughs) The register. Thank (laughs) you. You do a finger... Never mind. Role-playing games are (laughs) fun, (laughs) and they're a creative outlet for your imagination. John, there's a topic we've been wanting to roll with you for some time, and you've been out of pocket getting arrested in Europe and all kinds of crazy things. <laughs> that is true. So uh, let's get to that one. This one actually goes back to Gen Con. Yes. So Okay. So here's what I observed at Gen Con. Walking up and down the hallways outside of the exhibitor hall, there were games of werewolf going on almost around the clock, and they were huge. They had... 10, 15, 20 people to a circle all going around. Now, we're not talking about Werewolf the Apocalypse. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. The the classic party game, some people call it Mafia, some people call it Werewolf. Not really an RPG, although it kind of is because you're allowed to scream at your friends and lie to them. When you make up, Um, you're supposed to make up your character if you're playing it right. Yeah, well, the gist of the game, for us not familiar with it, is you have a deck of cards, and most people at the table are just going to be a random citizen. Like in Are You a Werewolf, I think you're just a villager. And there's going to be one or two werewolves who get to kill people, and then there's going to be like one or two seers who can actually try to figure out who the werewolf is. But nobody knows each other's identity, so the seers are trying to tell you the truth so that the town will get together because the town can opt to hang somebody or to execute them. Well, and of, the seers have to be careful because if they reveal who they are, the werewolf will kill them. Right. The special <clears throat> role, the, the element of the game is that you're all together and at least somebody is lying. Uh, and even the people that are ultimately attempting to uncover the truth uh, very frequently don't tell the whole truth of what they're thinking because they're trying to trip up the people who are lying or trip up their fellow man who maybe even is on their team and could possibly be lying. The point is, after observing all these werewolf games, I sat down and played a rollicking game of Junta, uh, which is a re-released board game from back in the 70s or 80s, I think, uh, which has heavy elements of screwing each other and betraying your friends, much like werewolf does. Yeah, you play Uh, this horribly corrupt 
third world dictatorship. It kind of reminded me a little bit of like a multiplayer Tropico. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. Because you have different ministers that control different things, and then they elect a president or something like that. Yes, and and there is a conventional board game baked into it with units and squares and, and counters and such. But really, much like Werewolf, it's a it's a slightly ritualized lying game uh, where the person who can build the most fake trust up and backstab their friend at the exact correct moment uh, will win. And that got to me got me to thinking: Are we enjoying a a resurgence? And I put enjoying in quotation marks because lots of people hate these, and this is the topic of conversation: a resurgence of games that are based on lying, screwing, backstabbing, betraying uh, the fellow players. A coup comes to mind. I've been playing a couple games of coup here and there when I'm meeting up with friends, friends who are not into RPGs. You know, these are we're talking house parties here, not not that nerdy. The resistance, of course, came before coup. It's in the same universe, but it's the same deal. We have a few different perspectives on these games, if and why we enjoy them, I think, in this circle. Um, I'm going to have to amend mine a bit. I just finished Undertale, and I'm starting to feel very uh, huggly, cuddly toward the entire world. <laughs> uh, so my my taste for blood in RPGs is receding. We'll see if it stays receded. I have traditionally flocked to these games, loved playing them, loved playing the new Junta, and frequently in a rolling mafia game on Facebook, screwing all my friends and lying to them with abandon. Dan, I know you will play them, but you'll play them according to your own parameters, which usually, by my observation, include losing on purpose and really avoiding actually screwing someone in a game about screwing people. Uh, I would describe it a little bit differently, but before I give my response, there was a set of parameters, John, that you wanted on this topic that I think is a good set of parameters to put. Yes, yes, and that is is no just saying people who like hardball games are assholes. And people who like softball games are wimps. Right. Actually Filthy discussing casual. the games on the <laughs> gamest merits right. of what so, they allow and if they're likely or perhaps even inevitable collateral consequences are tolerable or even good. Yeah, and so that's what we want to focus on is not, is this a good idea, is this a bad idea, what do we intuit about the character of the people that like or dislike yeah, no, them. No, 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 no. But no, instead, no. The, the specific mechanics that are at work here and while we're talking primarily about board games, this is something that still comes up in role-playing games. Oh, absolutely. You can have role-playing games where somebody within the party has a different goal than the rest of the party, and maybe that's even the intention going into it. Yes. Um, and we have, back in the early days of the show, we beat that topic to death. Yeah. Uh, because so, I stood at odds. I, I was very much in favor of totally independent character motivations, uh, and most of the other hosts were more in favor of an agreed-upon, out-of-character unity. Uh, which is a position that I'm far closer now to yeah, 10 and I'm years later what, than I was nine years ago. What changed your mind? Because you, you, First of all, what is Undertale? Okay, Undertale is this Earthbound-like, old-school-ish, 16-bit graphics kind of independent RPG developed almost entirely by this one dude. And the premise is that the world that you're occupying, the monsters in it, quote-unquote, are more or less three-dimensional characters who have hopes and dreams and desires and can be reasoned with. Oh, is this the one where you go up to the monster and it's like you, you can kill him and there's a complete mechanic. Yes. Pick out a sword, kill yes. him, you're dead, ha ha, you can kill him. But every single last monster without question in the game, you can also go up 
and talk to. Correct. Oh. And then when you talk to them, you can kind of get an ongoing conversation with them and find out their hopes, their loves, their fears, yes. their desires. I will never and then kill a thing. You could talk them. <laughs> this is what happened to me. Killing you. And it's not like, okay, well, here's Monster A and you talk to him and talk about killing him. Now, here's Monster B and you talk to him and talk about killing him. Now, here's Monster C and he tells you to go get some pies from the town and then you bring the pies back and then you don't get it, it's like more complex than that. Yes. it's like existential there yes you know my it, mother it starts making you think yeah and it makes you realize that if you play the game like you would play a classical jrpg killing everything in sight huh. you are a beast yeah you, if are you play a the game all person. the way through doing that you literally lose your soul yeah. So the punchline of why Undertale has softened me is that really good. it is really good. Is that is that going through this sort of thing that looks and smells like a JRPG but really isn't, and solving everyone's problems and having the world coalesce around you rather than murdering everyone mm. has made me want to not murder everyone as much. That's um, pretty much how I approach many role playing games. I mean, there that's how I approach. Right. Everything. I got well, to life, the yeah. end of that, and I was like, <laughs> I don't want to play D and D anymore. All you do is kill kobolds. I want to play Dresden Files and talk about things. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and that's how I play like Mass Effect and stuff too. Like I'm like, su- I I yeah. tried being but this renegade. Makes I Mass can't. Effect look as pithy and stupid narratively as well, it is. I think I, I because feel too mean it still, really so. matters what you do okay. as far I, as the story uncounts. I had instead that of just oh god, blue, right click for renegade. John, let me ask you a question, as I, I still need to give my retort to this, but I'm, I'm trying to build a framework here for it. Why was it Undertale specifically, of all the games you've played, of all the people you've interacted with, why was it Undertale specifically that made you stop and think about that a little bit? It did a really good job of investing me into the characters and providing an extremely stark contrast between helping them out and or just evo- avoiding the ones that were truly determined to whack you, at least at the beginning, versus just killing everything that went through. My answer to why I play these games the way I do is it's a way of trying to preserve the fun that I'm having. And I'm going to actually chalk this up to neurophysiology. There are two concepts within human socialization, which is sympathy and empathy. And the distinction between them is that sympathy is your ability to have concern for somebody else's pain. Okay, so let's say you fall and break your arm, and I say, wow, that sucks. I understand he's in pain. Right, right, right. Empathy is feeling it itself. Exactly. Empathy is feeling it itself. I have incredibly strong empathy. And let me stress, it's not mind reading, it's empathy. So my brain will simulate the pain that I think somebody else is feeling, even if in truth they are not, or even if on some intellectual level, on some fully conscious level, I know they're not, but on a subconscious level, I feel that. I don't want to you know, break my own parameters here by casting wide dispersions on people of either camp, but certainly within the camp of people that have antisocial behavior at the gaming table, some percentage of them bring that to the table from real life. These are individuals who already have some kind of you know, social maladjustment or whatever, and that's why they go into a video game and they want to grief people. And I'm not saying all of them are like this, right? But I think you would at least concede these people exist. They're they're out there. Right. I, I think there's a lot that the games can do that can be fun that yeah. doesn't involve gratifying yes. real-life antisocial it, yes. appetite and at I, all. Absolutely. And, and I'm not suggesting that anyone who plays a game and plays it competitively you know, which includes doing some kind of, you know, harsh things to win. Right, right, right. Accepting that within the parameters of a game of diplomacy, you must lie cheat. Well, you don't have to, you actually don't have to in diplomacy. Let's say Junta. You've 
got to lie to win a game of Junta if you're in any position of control at all. And if you can't get into position to control, you'll lose anyway. Mm-hmm. But here, here's I my... Su- suggesting that, that you can't quite suspend the empathy that yes. you will feel when you're betraying someone as a Russia-Turkey yes, alliance. That, that is Even a... within the ground rules of, guys, no one's going to get mad if you attack one another over Austria-Hungary you still will not do it because you would still feel bad. Yes, that is exactly Well, it. I mean, I do that. And so what happens, and see, I was curious about this Undertale thing, because what you described feeling in Undertale, you know, you say those characters are deep, and I'm sure they are. I haven't played the game, so I don't have an opinion. But the real people I interact with are obviously deep individuals. Yeah. And so I have trouble suspending that because when I sit down at a table, I cannot put that aside. You know, the same way that somebody on the far opposite extreme might have some kind of messed up antisocial behavior they're working out. I'm over on the other extreme. And when I sit down at the table, I cannot enjoy myself by screwing people over. I just, I won't enjoy it. And so what I always do in those kinds of games is I create a metagame. I basically create a game within a game where I am playing to my own objective, but it's not the objective of the game. For example, the one time that I played Diplomacy, uh, I, I won. Well, I was part of a winning axis. It was me, Chad, and Wayne. We had a three-way win. And my metagame was I wanted to see if I could play this entire game of diplomacy and never tell one lie, nor a single truth that's so misleading it might as well be a lie. What if I told you that for the people that were there playing hardball, your presence as a more or less non-actor or as an imbalancing force who was working to get someone else to win actually pisses us off in a way that you betraying us with your army in the game would not. Would that throw this whole plan for a loop? Because no, it's kind actually, of true. it wouldn't. And, and, okay. okay, so let me talk to Junta now. <laughs> let me talk to what was going on in Junta. In Junta, I had a somewhat different game that I was playing. <laughs> which, you, know, you know what? In that diplomacy game, I was really mad at Chris. Not because he lied to me, but because he lied poorly to me. Oh, Chris is <laughs> terrible at I wish he was on the mic tonight, but yeah. no one trusts Chris. Everyone betrays him immediately yeah. because he betrays you. It's not even a matter of oh, no man, one really? trusts yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, God. See, like, I, I feel like I'm kind of on the camp with you, Dan, but well, I'm Dan not... Dan was making yet. a point. Let's not derail him completely. No, no, I'm just saying... Oh, Have okay. you ever listened to... But, the but screw Chris! Anyway, no, yeah. Chris, we love you. But, uh, <laughs> Julie, I do want to hear what your point is. So, so within Hunta, I made this sub-game of the question is, could I actually, one, remain president the entire game, which I did, and two, could I actually keep the island somewhat stable? And I knew, I knew people were coming for me, which is why the two or three times people did, I always had a SmackDown ready. You know, I was prepared for that, and two or three times I did smack people down when they came after me. And the game was so stable that it didn't go anywhere and was kind of boring because you held the reins but you weren't trying to win. Right. And this goes I would back. I would suggest gently that you broke it. Well, and I'm not disagreeing with that. Okay. But this goes back to the caveat I gave earlier that I have empathy, not psychic powers. It's what, what? it's what I am <laughs> conceiving in my mind. And I think there's also probably some level of internal morality that's probably a bit overstated. You know, but the point being that it's what I feel comfortable doing but because of the fact that it's purely my own mental construct, it doesn't have to correspond to reality to motivate me. Right. You know, if I had some sense, if I had an obvious displayed sense that there was deep distress I was causing, that would probably put the model off. But to hear it now, you know, X number of months after the fact, no, it wouldn't. Oh, be. yeah. And, and I think even even the hardballers, look, I am a hardballer. I've played with folks who can't take it. 
there are people who are dear friends of mine who I won't play mafia with. And, uh, and if it got to that level, I would prefer to just put the kibosh on the game than, than to modify my behavior in that manner. Play pandemic. But, but I totally get it. What about pandemic? Well, I was going to say, you have people that can't handle mafia. Totally cool. Play pandemic. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, play, no. play a co-op game. If you're going to play pandemic with Although, John, don't let him be the bioterrorist because he is an ass. <laughs> well, I'm good at my job. I don't <laughs> think I've ever lost as a bioterrorist. We, we've never the played with him before. As you're playing, things were happening that he was would, affecting the personality of the character. You were playing in character. <laughs> every well, like, time you moved, it was like, I am moving here for this reason. Every you... CDC location, as soon as we're getting ready to make a yeah. cure. It was well, like, yeah. It was like the most depressing <laughs> trying, game Trying to win <laughs> Pandemic by causing cascade outbreaks by yourself, moving one square at a time as the terrorist is stupid. You will get yeah. caught. You will get your crap cured. You'll lose. The best way to do it. Jumping is... around and blowing up laboratories yeah. while they're on the verge of actually developing the vaccines you can win the, the game. The game itself will kill the team. You just need to stall the team exactly. long exactly. enough to let the exactly. game kill, kill them. them. Right. Right. You do not win yeah. by single-handedly plunging the world into death. You no. use the threat of a cascade outbreak somewhere over here while you're jumping to and free somehow. yourself to get on a plane and blow up the CDC wherever they construct right. it, which is how I play and how I, I win. Mm-hmm. So, John, you're going to do a question I was starting to ask earlier. Why Undertale specifically? You know, why was it? For because example, I you... felt the empathy that I can suspend against real people around an asshole game for computer scripts and sprites within the context of a computer game, which the designer of the game created a sort of meta in and around to convince you is real. Within the Undertale universe, your power to save and load is internally consistent with what is going on in the world. You're godlike. And if you achieve the possible best ending of it all, the former villain pops up at the end and begs you not to erase the save file because everybody's happy. And, like, you're going to undo all of your achievements. So it's like a if you Tron sort of thing? Sort of, yes. It's yeah. sort of a Tron, a Tron type of thing. Word. I don't have any reason other than it was so well done that it made me feel for the characters and... Presenting that simultaneously with options not to have to kill them all became much more significant, much more attractive, perhaps even moving, certainly more fun than killing nine of the green snakes and now suddenly being able to kill the blue snake. Like uh, hmm. It just seemed passe afterward. And I hung it up at the end and I was like, wow, murdering over and over again until you can murder big with bigger numbers is dumb. And it's internally dumb Welcome, in the game. <laughs> Welcome. And, and it's so nice if here. You Full do of it, life if and you, good If stories. you do it, EXP in that universe is execution points. And they don't tell you that until the very end if you've killed everyone. <laughs> uh, your your level of power is is directly proportional to how murderous you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this just could be an afterglow thing because I finished this game like two days ago. <laughs> but uh, This is an all-the-time thing for me. Uh, well, yes. and I have a super... And it doesn't mean I want conflict to all go away. Right, I just no. don't want to murder everything all the time. I never did in the first place. But Unless even they were aside from paladins that, and you were cobalt. Well, even aside from <laughs> Go, go ahead. I have We've all same... been cutting you off. <laughs> I have the same thing in role-playing games in general as well as those games. Like, I'll play them. I mean, I, we play Resistance and stuff all the time at my yeah. house. But that's normally because, like, we are like, hey, everybody come over. And then, like, 15 people are there. And no. what, you can't play games. They scale super well. Yeah, yeah. they to do. To say what is perhaps the first objective thing that we've said about them as such, 
it can house a lot They're, of people. It's great to have so, 20 people at a game and, like and that. Especially when you're getting tired of, of card games like Cards Against Humanity, where you play it all the yeah. time at all the cons and stuff, because yeah. there's like 30 people. You're starting people, to memorize the, the cards. cards yeah. Right. And this is, it's a nice release. The new Never Have I Ever card game is the new Cards Against Humanity. I haven't by played the way. that. We'll have it to do it. It is really but good. I, <laughs> I've noticed that I do that in role playing games too, is that I feel terrible. I'm not as bad as you do, or you can't play the game. But like I, I play. We play Resistance in my house a lot, and I like really hope I'm not a spy. Like the whole time, I'm drawing the cards. I'm like, I better not be a spy. And even when I do play, I prefer to be. You a know civilian. that that's one I have never had to face, and I don't know what I would do. I've never played a game yet where it was a random trader mechanic, like Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Battlestar Galactica, you do fine because you can get it. Everyone's a human except you. John's turn, it's Julia's turn, it's my turn, it's your turn. First thing you do is like, hey guys, I'm the Cylon. Pop, right. kill yourself. Now you're a Cylon god base directing the fleet and you're doing your thing. <laughs> but, but even then, that would require you to execute traitor actions that, that yeah. might disturb people. And I don't know if you could do it. Right, and I've never had to deal with that. Right. I've never been in a game where there was a random traitor mechanic and I was the traitor. I have never once had it's, that happen. It's nice in Resistance, though, because you always have a partner. So I feel yeah. like it makes it a little Resistance easier. Resistance is, is relatively softball because you always have a partner and you never die. Right. If you're obvious you and you get and, and you blow it, you can get played around. But yeah, nobody you, gets killed like they do in regular werewolf. Well, in a lot of times in Resistance, I'm the first one, as soon as somebody starts blaming me, I'm like, yep, I'm, I'm a spy. And it kind of works well because the other person now has the heat off them. So I can, they won't put me, sometimes, it depends. You still don't want to identify as a spy. But anyway. You know, I was playing a game, and I could be getting the titles messed up here. I think it's Shadows Over Camelot. Yes, that is the precursor to Battlestar Galactica. And my beef with that game was you have a traitor, and you have to work fairly hard to find out who the traitor is. Once you find the traitor and eliminate them, they become more powerful. Yeah. Uh, Battlestar Galactica did a lot to improve the... Picadillos and sort of limitations of Shadows over Camelot. I much prefer the game. Battlestar Galactica is just an IP that they slap over improved Shadows over Camelot. I did not know that, but I, I am satisfied that when you find the traitor and kill them in BSG, they have different abilities. They don't just but go it's away. definitely worth killing them to do it. Right. Like you yeah. want to find the Cylons and waste them. It ASAP. was my opinion. Shadows over Camelot. You almost don't want to because I mean they're dangerous alive but they are more dangerous eliminated i would love to have someone else from what's the inner sphere rpg war game that we always succession wars. someone else from the succession wars game we were in to give that perspective on playing in one of the other hot seats because you and i were this unbreakable access and i knew you were never going to attack me because you're you and i won the game somewhat trivially i, I made I, I a wonder uh, how you deal with that i made a diplomatic detente with one of my neighbors over beer when I was playing Succession Wars. We was at Fear the Con and there was the huge border flare-up because it's not really Succession Wars. It's border flare-up the game. It's pretty much what it is. <laughs> and uh, I forget who I was playing and I was looking at my neighbor I'm like, there's no way I can defend both sides. I just can't. I can lose both sides or I can stall both sides or I can make a deal Pray he doesn't backstab me and walk yep. away. And so what I did is uh, it was my turn, then it's his turn. And so we had a while till it came around to us. I'm just like, here, let me buy you a free beer. And uh, so we went over and we stood in the beer line. And uh, I just 
laid out my entire case. I was very honest and diplomatic. And I'm like, you know, these are the rules. He actually had kidnapped my leader or is either my leader or someone who is like second in command princess or something. And he was able to kidnap them. And I'm like, I tell you what, it'll be my turn. And then I'll make the first overture. I will withdraw my troops. It's your turn. Then you make the second overture. You return my hostage. This will signal, this will be the deal. Our war is over and we have a treaty and then we can go focus on uh, everything else. We're not in bed together. We're not on the same team. But there's detente. It took the entire length of the beer line to make my case. <laughs> and going, I shook his hand, and then we go back, and it was my turn, and it's just like one of us has to be make the first move, and because of the order of turns, yep. it was going to be me. And I'm like, okay, here goes. Yep. Everybody's like, what the F are you doing? Oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. Because right, he right. stole my – he kidnapped my guy, yeah. and I arrowed in on his capital. Is a right. punitive measure. Right, right, right. right. Um, well, every other player in those multipolar yeah. games wants every other other player to go at each other as right. hard as they can, as fast as they can. Yeah. So a negotiated DMZ among two players, neither of which are you, is yeah. very bad news for you. And, yeah. So you're going to get yelled at. And John, right. actually, that is also... And he did return my air. That is another one of the metagames, though, that figures into my thinking. If I actually have... Sufficiently consistent character that people will make meaningful treaties with me. That alone can win a game. See, yeah, I, but it's also super exploitable, and I exploit it, and I feel bad about doing it because I feel like I'm breaking the metal why, with your complicity. Here's why I don't, which I am. Here's why I don't break the deal, so to speak, in the last succession war sort of diplomacy thing. I don't break the deal. It's not a matter of oh, I feel empathy, or oh, am I going to hurt their feelings, or any of these wonderful things that you feel. I mean, that, these are all great, very human feelings. That I don't feel any of that because I'm a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is I don't like short-term plays. I like long-term plays. Yes. I like But the, the long-term long play in those games so often requires the perfectly timed betrayal. And you oh, will do that. Sometimes it does, and I don't have a problem with that. Okay. But right. to me... I mean, you got to. If you want to win diplomacy, you got to stab somebody yeah. in the back. No, and I, and I, not I, split the board with your four best friends. Win. I could just never play that game. I just... <laughs> yeah. I, I can't play Well, you it. can have a multi-axis win in, in diplomacy. Well, that I, makes it a little easier. So. I enjoy making the deal. I enjoy making the long play. And the backstab is the short-term game. Exactly. It doesn't... And it, to me, in... In the cost-benefit analysis, it doesn't pay dividends. No, but right. I want to deal. You, you have to do it, but later. you have to do it exactly at the right time, sure. no sooner and no later. We'll beat up on someone who's not here again. The Chris method. Oh, <laughs> Lie to everybody aggro all the time. All the time. Yeah. Just build the zergling unit of whatever your game is as fast as you can and send it out on attack move to the farthest corner of the map and screw everyone on the way. And all like, of them spew nothing but lies. Yes, yes <laughs> you're going you're gonna to lose that way. On the other hand, the damn method it. of never stab anyone in the back, no. you typically have to invent your own metagame okay. in your head because you're never going to win where you're wrong. down. Here's where you're wrong. I'm right. You believe... <laughs> The Dan method is never to stab anyone in the back. Yes. That is not it. Dan is going for the ultimate long play. 
be that nice spans to everybody. multiple uh, years, that no, spans multiple games. You multiple get an incidental benefit you, from that reputation. You have a reputation nah, for being 100% I don't honest I don't all it. the time, never backstabbing somebody, but then one day on your deathbed, you're going to be like, oh. Sean, let's, let's play one last <laughs> okay, game of okay. the promise. If that happens, I will Boom. love it. If this is all a 20-year long game, I will love it, but it's not. 180-year-old Dan <laughs> is going to be up on your life support bed chamber, <laughs> dipping down on your forehead, going, T-Bag, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Why don't you trust these nuts? Boop. Oh, my yep. God. There is a longer game. <laughs> no, I'm not playing along like that. There yes, is a, you are. There is I will a longer, never trust you. There, if you betray me in one of these strategy games, I will stand up and applaud. <laughs> Invert your empathy. But you have to do it for everyone else, too, because then you're just going to do it to me every game and feel good about it, which is probably what I just invited. You know, anyway, you get one go on. Play. But there is a longer game of the fact that we talked some episodes back about a, an Epoch of Rises game that I was running online for you and some other people yeah. where some things occurred and you kind of got tweaked by and I'm like, wait, why would you think I as a game? Right, 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 right. And because you said, of the thing that happened in the previous game. Exactly. Because of the thing that happened in the previous game. And in the same way, there is a long game in the sense that I like being able to carry that social capital forward yeah. in the next yeah. game. Now, to Chad's point, is this I'm some, right. I'm right. Is this some 70-year plan? I yes. wish it was. Yes. But it's obviously it's, No, it's not for one reason. If you were to look at my save files from every <laughs> Final Fantasy game I've ever played, you want to guess how many Mega Elixirs were used? Zero. Yeah. Right. I'm always saving right, them for right. that next worst no. fight. Never no, no. And it never happens. No. I start throwing the top swords of the game at the last boss oh, during the no. last fight. Oh, no. I'm like, no. I, you and I are These like... These swords exist like, to be consumed. So, and no. Consumed. So I'm like, if someday I'm, I'm there for like a million dollar purse... On a game of diplomacy, that's when I'll bring right, it all down. All right, fine. And this I is never going to happen. absolutely <laughs> use resources. And my best resources story is a Final Fantasy game. What's the one with the ghost train and the ninja? Six. 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 So the I was playing one. So I was playing six. And uh, who's the bad guy in that? The we Kefka. 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 And so you're fighting Kefka, Whoa. and then you, you make <laughs> these teams, right? And he's so powerful that you're going to get one team destroyed unless you power level grinding, uh, which I don't do. Which but, I do. Uh, yeah, he, I don't do it either, and I can just so, Kefka. There's a ninja, and shadow. he has a shadow, yep. and mm -hmm. he has an ability where he can throw. Yep. Now, what he does is he throws an item, like he can throw a sword or a knife or whatever, and you lose it. It's gone. Yeah. I, yeah, mean, I it, start it, throwing Excalibur at that yeah. fight. <laughs> well, here's what I did. And, and so I'm fighting, and guys are down, and it's this desperate situation, and shadow's left, and... If you don't know how you get Shadow and why it's really awesome, you should absolutely play this game because it's very awesome. Everyone should play the game forever. Uh, yeah, it's, it's one it of got the, a it's smartphone re-release a year or two ago. Yeah. Even if you played it back on PlayStation or Super Nintendo, you should play the re-release. So yeah, it, it's, it's on so, both. It's on both yeah. iOS and yeah. Android. Yeah. So you have a smartphone. My, you can my get party's it. dead, and their Shadow and Kafka is like die. I mean, it's just and so what? It, I have Shadow throw. There's like a knife that's like the ultimate knife, and the knife is called death. Or I mean, it, I I'm I am sure I have my terms wrong because I didn't haven't played it in 20 years. But it, it was something like it's like the ultimate knife it had this badass name, and it was the last throw with my last guy with the ultimate weapon, and it's just like boom, and then he died. That is why you use your resources because you get these awesome moments. Yeah. yeah. Or you just equip Genji Club and offering and. 
attack eight times a turn and kill Kefka in three seconds. Yeah, I'm I'm terrible in that regard. Me? I'll use as my example use uh, Final Fantasy X, but I had got my guy so leveled up and gotten everything that the best summon in the game was Anima. Yeah, it was just huge thing. Like a, and creepy. Yeah, and creepy too. <laughs> and uh, I got this thing so powerful that on the final boss he has two forms: summon Anima, first hit kills the first form. He <laughs> takes on the second form. I don't know if I summoned. I summoned something. The second form is weak. First hit, dead. Yeah, the first, if I recall correctly, the first one yeah, had much more HP than the second one. That was Seymour, right? Uh, no, 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 it's Yevon. Yeah. Yevon. Okay. No, not Yevon. You Yevon. Well, Yevon is technically us, Jax. Yevon is fi- technically oh, the final fight. Okay. Right. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers from Game of Thrones. You fight Seymour John just so. spoiled the best ending for a game that's been out for a week, so. <laughs> Uh, Whatever. There's much, much more to it than <laughs> that. I had, I had to explain that why I gave a crap about my eight bit sprites. This, this game, game is supposed to be really good. I, it is probably the best single player RPG I've played since FF6 or FF7. Hmm. You're gonna make me play it. It's like, it's, awesome. it's like 10 bucks and it's like <laughs> eight hours. Got fallout, yeah, it's real got... easy to get Ain't through. No way got time to As of today, I think it was Fallout 4, Rise of the Tomb Raider, the Protoss thing. Yeah. As of the day we're recording, yeah. this is what, November 10th, 11th? Yeah. It's uh, point is, whatever I, day I it is today, because so I don't know when time. we're going to release the show. It, it, this is the day where like so many freaking games came out at once. Plus, I'm still working through Witcher and still working through Wasteland 2. So I just reinstalled Civ 5. But now this Undertale game does sound pretty good. So maybe yeah. I have to I am, I am I watching these Blizzard cutscenes with the epic music in the background and the same Blizzard tropes over and over again about cyclical universes and things that got corrupted. And I'm just like... I don't care about you as much as I care about the skeletons in Undertale. I just got done playing a game that I can't talk about or even name because I signed an NDA. <gasps> You're too edgy for I me. No, right? You're Actually, three edgy this, five me. I think this was <laughs> the first game where I mean I've been in betas before. But this was the first game where I actually had to do an NDA that was so restrictive. You can't talk about it. I think I can tell people that I am playing the game. Half-Life 3 confirmed. Boom. Got me it. and Gaben. Right. Welcome to my store. Hmm. Oh, it's just me, Gabe Newell. <laughs> I like the murder games, but I'm backing off these days. Dan invents his own game in his head. Chad and Julie, you're more or less mainstream. I mean, I've I'm, played them with you. I've been betrayed yeah. and lied to by both of you, but you're not. See, to I don't like doing bad. it. It's a mechanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah me it's, too. It's all yeah, I, I used to spend. It's like There's going more, to court. Yeah, I want to rip your head off, but the bell rings and then you I don't actually want to kill you. Yeah, I, and I will say I never played a game with a betrayer mechanic with Julia. I have with John and Chad, with both of you guys. I will say that when I know there's no treaty on the table, like in my Battlestar Galactica, sure. you know, I do certainly have to keep an eye on you guys and there is a lot of thought of <laughs> when you, if if you were going to do something, what would you do? When you would have you do it? no idea how happy the statement is. When I play with you, I have to keep an eye on you. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need to keep an happy. eye on me at all because I consider you a puppet state from the moment the first part of play. <laughs> Aww. It, honestly, See, like I have energy I, right now because of that. When I go. play with Dan in these betrayer type games or whatever, it, it's a race between John and I to see who can ally with Dan first, and I play the thirty-year friend card every time. Mm. The only thing that works against you, Chad, and this has this is just. I don't know. The probabilities and statistics of life, or I guess the trends of life, 
the same way that I never draw the betrayer, mm-hmm. you freaking always draw yes. the betrayer. Yes, I do. That's why I'm I always the Cyclone. Dude, it's, it's like how you have Wayne roll when you want somebody to fail. Uh-huh. When I sit down at these tables, I just presuppose you're the betrayer, <laughs> yeah. not because of anything about your own character, yeah. but because, holy shit. You're always the betrayer. I, I yeah, just talked about that. will shoot you in the back. And we've played Civ and Battletech and stuff. Yeah. You'll, you'll shoot I, I have sat down to Werewolf and I say, I'm the Cylon. They're like, it's the wrong game. And then suddenly I pull a Cylon card out. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's just what happens. It, we were just talking about yeah. this Saturday. My husband's the same way. Mm-hmm. He In Resistance, he is almost always a spy. It is yeah. uncanny. That kid draws a spy card every time. Resistance our, annoys our me because I can figure it out and then not convince enough other people and then lose, which mm-hmm. is of course the part an of the integral game. element of the game yeah. and part of the meta and part of the skill set, which I should be able to win because I'm a freaking lawyer. <laughs> but uh, sometimes it still blows me up. Yeah, some, sometimes people don't listen to you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people it. vote with the girl no matter what. That's not always <laughs> true. Well, not always <laughs> true. They always they never sometimes listen to me. True. I don't talk loud enough though. It's probably right. Mm, I'm pretty soft spoken mm. and too nice, so they're like. Julie would never f*** over another person. That's right. Nobody <laughs> believes me. I, I sit down at the table. I don't we believe haven't you. Even, we haven't even dealt the cards out face. yet, and I'm like, I'm the betrayer, guys. And then they don't believe me. And then they, they trust me. I would. That's great. You have a trusting face. I do. I do. Why do you think the one time I played Battlestar Galactic with you, and of course you were the Cylon, of course. that I was playing the engineer, and it was just like... <laughs> Everybody it trusted like, me. It was like Fort Knox. I mean, everything I could do to harden my position. It's like I know this is coming. Yeah, I like being a bastard with Wayne. Wayne is a good partner. I don't know mm-hmm. why. Because he's a soulless ginger. Hey, I guess so. <laughs> what it is? It's not that he's he has physical. no conscience, no moral compass. He's not a schemer. He's no, not no. a jerk. He's just a you, dude. You want to know what it is? What? It's not that he's particularly good at being a betrayer or whatnot. It's not that he's particularly bad at it either. He just takes so much glee in it. That's true. It makes him so happy That's when he pulls well, it over And he's you. so easy to underestimate. I feel like my brother and him Damn. are in the same camp on that line, too. My brother's like, when we play... Uh, Wayne's more devious than your is brother. He? Okay. Oh, yeah. But, like, oh, yeah. Jason loves... Like, it's part of the game to him, and so if he can win that part of it where he's like, I did something to you, you know. Ah, all right, whatever. But he might... <laughs> You might not do it as, I don't know, I've never played that, it. I mean, Wayne. that's that's another other other aspect of this. It's the anti-Dan. It's people who are not playing to win because they're trying to be nice. It's people who are playing to win because, oh, man, I got you with that move. Right. And then I lost. Like, like that's yeah. that's amateur in Bush League, but but outside of the most crappy and levels. see, Wayne doesn't play. do that. Wayne no, Wayne doesn't do that. long game. See, that's why he's right. dangerous to play right, when right, he right. gets the betrayer card. When he gets the non-betrayer card, eh, you know, he's. Like everybody else, he's you know just trying to keep the ship alive you know and moving what? and whatever. I noticed something. I, I was digesting this mentally to see if it was right, and the more I'm listening, the more I think it is. Do you realize how much our GMing styles reflect what we're describing about our board gaming styles? I'm always the betrayer. Well, no, what? I, <laughs> for example, with you, the long you game. love to see, yeah, yeah, you love yeah. to play the long game with the party. Set them up. There's something right in front of their face, mm-hmm. and then make them fall over. With me, I'm always on the party's side. You know, there might be pressure, or whatever, but ultimately, I want them to get through, and I want you them champion to champion the party. Yeah, I'm Wayne. The same way. Wayne loves to pull his fast ones. Yeah, you know, Wayne's got to not just, not screw you over, right? But just the it's the, the it's whole the time twist it was in this. the plot. Yeah, it's, a, it's the whole time it was the it old. Turns man. out it's man. <laughs> yeah, With, I run a caring, heartless universe. I do my roles in the open. I look to the appropriate page of the rule book, and if but you die, after, you're dead. After, exactly. It's all very clinical. It's all but very. Do you now anymore? 
Uh-huh. I still do, but yeah. I am less interested in running a game where on day one you kill nine kobolds and on day two you kill seven orcs up and up and up and up. Mm-hmm. And of course, my games were never no, no, entirely yeah. that simplistic yeah. to begin with. I would be much room, more inclined yeah. to run a game that was about setting and relationships mm-hmm. than I was a week ago. Contra, like, cow, 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 cow. Yeah, I, I got done and I was like, I want to play or run in some Dresden that has a mm-hmm. combat like once a month. Yeah. Well, and I feel like... Like Wayne's game, which is awesome. I feel yeah. like it also reflects like gaming styles too because like me, Mary, you know Mary, yeah. she's a lot like me too where she's kind of, she's got empathy and she doesn't like you know, she likes to be diplomatic. She'll kill people. She will. So will I. I, I run for Mary. She'll so end in the game. So will I. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so will I. But she would much rather talk her way out of something than fight something. Yeah. Every time I've ever played with her. That's and we, why I love Blades in the Dark. Well, we're in. We're playing a game of Werewolf. We've. That's like a murder machine game. The 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 apocalypse. The apocalypse. Okay. Yeah, the actual role playing game. And we have talked our way out of four fights as werewolves who could just destroy people. And it's because. Her and I in a game, we're like, hey, we can talk our way out of this. We don't actually have to fight. <laughs> and I, I've noticed myself tending toward the good more and more lately. My last dude was a paladin, lawful good paladin. I don't know where it goes from here. Maybe I just turn into a granola munching happy. Hippie. Yeah, I say happy rainbows and. That's what it was. I watched the Bob Ross marathon. Oh, oh my it's god! All come together. Yes. Oh my god! I didn't even think about that. Dice. I probably watched ten hours of that oh in the in the nine days that it ran on Twitch. So I, and I typed I, "good game" at the end you know of every what I painting. Watched? I watched my childhood of that. Oh, I was on channel. He was still doing it. Yes. Making new seasons when I was a kid. Yep. Have you seen the Boondocks where they yes. see Bob Ross yes. and the punchline at the end is he's actually this incredibly destructive, yes. law-breaking, <laughs> and nobody believes he is because of the way he comes My uncle off. looks like Bob him. Ross in Boondocks <laughs> was playing the long game. I, I have been <laughs> blitzed by media about how it's okay to have feelings and not be a dick. <laughs> and I'm just well, yeah, you're just melting away. <laughs> No, 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 no. Not the millennial brand, Bob Ross. Right. <laughs> Bob Ross didn't teach you how to be a millennial, whiny, smartphone-checking victim baby. He taught you how to paint a tree. <laughs> it was a much happy, more a happy tree. constructive. A happy the tree almighty brush with happy. little Prussian blue and titanium white. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone typed... H W I T every time he said white for ten days of forty thousand spectators. It was the best time I've ever had on this Twitch. Was what, you, yes, Twitch. Because I thought you couldn't do anything but video games on. No, Twitch. no, no. They no, launched the creative channel yeah. with a Bob Ross marathon. Twi- Twi- and now they play him every Monday night. Twitch is launching a creative channel. Okay, so, like making thing videos of people. Okay, so like I can so paint or draw they, or yeah. whatever. And they did. They launched it with a marathon of every single Bob Ross episode in order. Wow. Back to back. Without commercial. It took days. Yes. I can imagine. Amazing. It huh. was amazing. They, they put a fresh release out at the end. They were like, yeah, we didn't know how this would go over, but there were 40,000 of you on this the entire time. And for the finale, there were like 120. Yeah. So it, it, we're bringing back Bob Ross Monday forever. Yeah. It started out as ironic and then turned into like this movement. Yes. It was crazy. Huh. I did not participate. I didn't even know what was going on. Last I heard, like, the Twitch was only video games. I didn't know they were launching other. Uh, mm-hmm. That's cool there, though. Yeah. I, I'm curious to see what else to launch. But anyway, 
Maybe Our, a role playing game. You know, maybe so. And we maybe. can twitch a role playing game. Uh, twitch you. Whoa. Wait, wait. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that twitch. means. We're going to be relying on that sales angle if we want to get viewers on Twitch. <laughs> yeah. Let's do so practice. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great week and great game. And we will catch you next time. Dan's going for the long play. I tell you. Thank you.